Brady Saar, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services, Erskine. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman, along with Randy Conan. We'll also have a report from Don Wick. Minnesota FSA Executive Director Whitney Place says that this year presented no shortage of disasters across Minnesota. Disaster declarations have been triggered and have triggered certain programs across the state. With about 46 disaster designations impacting every county, so all of the 87 counties in Minnesota, as either a primary or contiguous uh, designation. Uh, so those Disasters included drought, like you said, excessive rain and snow, hail, uh, high winds and severe storms in some areas. So, you know, if farmers think that they're in one of those counties, they probably are. But uh, those disasters can impact the different programs that are available to them. So they should really be in communication with their local county office. These loans often offer better interest rates than other types of loans. USDA's interest rates are usually pretty low, and so we are seeing farmers utilize some of those emergency loans a little more as interest rates go up here. Um, but those loans can help producers replace property, um, purchase different inputs like livestock, equipment, feed, etc. Um, and so those are kind of, you know, a bridge for somebody who is experiencing one of these disasters. The North Dakota Agricultural Association's Agribusiness Expo is underway at the Avalon Events Center in Fargo. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick has more. Ken Dybert with us from BASF. Ken, let's uh, first of all take a look back. What? Uh, how would you describe this year, 2023? You know, as I look back at the 2023 season, we had a pretty phenomenal year again. You know, blessed with some some weather along the way, good and bad, I guess. Uh, but uh, you know, when we started out the year, had good moisture, and then it dried off a bit, and you know, everybody was was really wondering when the next rains were coming. Finally, got some of that towards you know middle of the end of the season, depending on where they're at. Then we get to harvest, and then we get early snow, right? To kind of put the screeching halt on everything. Snow clears away, warms up standing here today that I, I would like to think that there's not much corn standing out in the field yet and as I drive around the countryside I think that's the case and you know it, it's phenomenal uh, to think you know the, the few bumps we've had in the road and to where we're at today uh, with wrapping up this harvest uh, for the 2023 season and, and yields that were were probably up and down as well in many cases better than expected again so definitely a testament to the seeds we're putting in the ground as well. So this late season moisture that we've seen, what's that mean? How does that set us up for next year? Yeah, that's that's a that's going to be a lifesaver for a lack of a better way of putting it. As we move into 2024, uh, it's late season, you know, obviously early season snow, but uh, end of the season snow and some rains previous to that, uh, we really did a good job in many areas of, of filling this, the soil profile back up. Now, obviously there are exceptions to the rule, and that didn't happen everywhere, but Overall, all in all, I, I feel very good about where we're at, where we're sitting today for moisture and going into this 2024 season. BASF, you had a, a meeting with the retailers and, and uh, ag producers here this morning. Give me an idea as we look ahead. What's the pipeline look like for BASF? Yeah, absolutely. This was a great uh, great showing again here this morning. We always do our annual uh, breakfast with BASF, kind of the kickoff of the North Dakota Ag Association Expo. And another great showing this year, uh, different venue here at the Avalon Event Center. A uh, little bit smaller space, right, than we were used to in the past, but 
uh, thought things went really well. Uh, had a, had a, uh, three different speakers on today. We had uh, Bob Bull, our, our new area manager for BSF. Then we had uh, Mr. Liam v Vincent. Uh, he's a uh, tech marketing manager with BSF, presenting our, our brand new herbicide that we're going to be soft launching here in 2024, full launch in 2025. That's going to be called Liberty Ultra Herbicide. And so we're blessed. We're absolutely thrilled to uh, to be bringing this new brand to the marketplace. This is going to be the first launch of many of kind of what I call the, the Liberty Herbicide uh, family of products. Uh, so stay tuned on that. There'll be more to come here as we get down the road. And we want to be at the forefront and have as much forward thinking as possible to bring these brands, bring these innovations out that directly combat those issues to, so that we can help these growers at the end of the day uh, do what they do best, that's produce yield. Exactly right. Ken Dybert with us again from BASF as we come to you from the North Dakota Agribusiness Expo in Fargo. I'm Don Wick. Minnesota's crop year ended with widespread snow and many frozen fields. The only crop reported in the weekly crop progress report is sunflowers. 95% of the sunflowers are harvested, which is in line with the five-year average of 96%. Going into freeze-up, nearly half of Minnesota subsoil moisture supplies are considered short to very short. In the latest crop progress report, or in the last crop progress report for 2023 growing season, 93% of North Dakota's corn was harvested as of Sunday. That's ahead of the 82% average for this date. Sunflower harvest is equal to the average for the date at 82%. Stock water supplies are rated 87% adequate to surplus. And heading into winter, South Dakota's topsoil moisture is rated 73% adequate to surplus. According to the weekly crop progress report, 96% of the corn is in the bin. That compares to the five-year average for this date of 91%. 89% of South Dakota's sunflowers are harvested, ahead of the average pace of 84%. Spring wheat basis bids at the regional grain elevators, followed by the Red River Farm Network, range from 55 cents to 70 cents under the December Minneapolis futures contract, with a few of the grain elevators switching their basis to the March contract. That basis is 20 to 40 under the March. Corn basis also beginning to switch to the March contract with basis ranging from 45 to 80 cents under the March. Soybean basis ranging from 70 to 90 cents under the January futures contract. Go to the Red River Farm Network's website, rrfn.com. You can sign up for the weekly FarmNet News e-newsletter. You can also download this broadcast and more. Follow us as well on Facebook and on Twitter, all at rrfn.com. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. End on Director Daryl Richardson says the weather outlook is relatively mild. Temps have been close to seasonal averages. I just don't foresee any big storms anytime soon. Uh, temperatures will fluctuate up and down, but people have to remember that our average highs now are only in the 20s, and our average lows are in the single digits. So really, although I'm not going to say it has not been cold <laughs> the last couple of days, it really hasn't been cold for the time of year. And really, um, looking forward um, in the next, say, 6 to 10 days, We'll probably see more days with above average temperatures than below average temperatures. So really, all in all, pretty quiet pattern should continue for a while longer. 
For those with any corn or sunflowers left in the field, things should firm up, but there may still be moisture challenges. We'll see more hours of a day below 32 than above, even on the days that we get up above freezing. So that should help. Looking at end on data, most folks have frozen at least the top few inches of the soil. Uh, the big question always comes down to drying. And drying, just that's really, really hard this time of year sitting in the field. So whatever your corn moisture is right now, it's probably not going to, um, to really go down much more. Might get lucky and get a little bit, but again, there's just so much little evaporation potential this time of year. I can freeze the ground for them. I probably can't dry their corn down much more. Minnesota Farmers Union Director of Climate and Working Lands, Ariel Kagan, says the most recent national climate assessment shows changes in precipitation across the country. They pulled together all of the most recent science from experts across the country to understand what our climate projections are uh, most likely to be based on data that's coming in and research that's happening at universities and, and research centers. So the fifth national climate assessment was just released, and it, you know, continues what we've been understanding and seeing, which is, again, warmer uh, temperatures broadly and more precipitation, especially in the Midwest. Kagan says that seems odd following a Minnesota growing season impacted by extreme drought. What's interesting is that we uh, had the same amount of precipitation annually that we usually do, but it just happened in a much more concentrated time over the winter and spring. And so the sort of variation in rainfall is um, certainly something that affects farmers, but also, you know, everyone, whether it's our, our roads and, and cities and rivers and, and lakes. Um, and so thinking about what these assessments are going to help us plan for in the future and understand what the future might look like is really useful. Advanced Trading Commodity Research Analyst Brian Basting says the weather market continues to support soybeans. We're right in the middle of uh, a soybean growing season in Brazil, particularly in northern Brazil, and that's an area that's been dry and the market's watching. And the critical month is right now uh, through the uh, last week of November, probably the first three weeks of December for those beans in northern Brazil as they set pods and fill pods. Southern Brazil will take that all the way into January. But for northern Brazil, this is critical, and the market's a little jittery about that. Uh, Typical weather market, as it might be here around um, the 1st of August for beans here in the U.S. Looking at the wheat market, it's just a short covering rebound. Abbott Futures market analyst Preston Zacharias says soybeans continue to lead the grains. The beans are in a weather market, certainly, so I think that uh, ebbs and flows with whatever the current uh, forecast is for down south. Um, and we're certainly hypersensitive to it because we've got... Uh, you know, pretty a pretty tight supply down here, and if our export competition no longer has you know 25 million metric tons more than we think they do, then uh, then we start trying to ration things with price. So the beans are the beans have their own story. Now they haven't been acting great lately, so they're just getting some of the back some of the losses back here. Um, but corn, yeah, they went and explored new lows, and uh, you know I think we've got a fairly heavy supply here, and. A big carry into the market, so it's not looking great there. 
A seasonal wave of highly pathogenic bird flu continues to impact Europe. There have been several cases reported in wild birds, but France has reported its first farm case. Germany, Italy, Croatia, Hungary, and the Netherlands have all reported cases recently. Get the latest news and weather updates anytime by listening to the Red River Farm Network podcast. You can find those at rrfn.com. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. U.S. Wheat Associates continues to work to improve and develop new trade relationships. As Wheat Associates past chair Rhonda Larson says education is key. Well, and, and one of the things that U.S. Wheat does is, is we have bakeries and we do baking seminars and we bring over um, a team of wheat quality experts and what they do is they educate some of these millers and bakers that haven't maybe used a lot of U.S. wheat and show them how to use it and how, how well it works. And once they get that, then, then they make a sale. RCM Ag Services market analyst Steve Wagner says the livestock markets are seeing some short covering. Cattle markets have been triple-digit higher today. I am a little surprised at the depth of the break in the cattle. They really have gotten those cattle pushed back. Um, the reality is the packer has to, he doesn't have to, but he certainly wants to, get that negative margin back in the black. And they've done a pretty good job. The margin's at a negative $16 right now. It was 70 and 80 in the red. So they've pushed the margin back. And obviously the way they did it is by driving prices lower. That's the way the market reads. The futures say they're lower because the cash is lower, and the cash says it's lower because nobody wants to buy the beef. Well, I think that changes as we move into the holiday season here. Looking at your futures board, March wheat Minneapolis, 13 and a quarter higher at 713. May, 14 and a half higher at 722 and three quarters. Chicago wheat, 10 and a quarter higher at 571 and a quarter. Kansas City, 21 higher at 617 and a half. Corn, March futures down a penny and a half at 473 and three quarters. July up a quarter at 496 and a quarter. Soybeans, January futures, 15 and a half higher at 1345 and a quarter. March soybeans, 15 and a quarter higher at 1363 and a half. Soybean meal down five dollars and ninety cents a ton at four thirty eighty. Canola four dollars forty cents a metric ton higher at seven oh six eighty Canadian. Live cattle February futures four fifteen higher at one seventy two ninety seven. April live cattle four thirty two higher at one seventy five. January feeders eight dollars twenty five cents higher at twenty two twenty one oh five. Lean hogs February. 232 higher. This is the Red River Farm Network.